You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome back to the SA Weekly Talk Show. Your host, Mike Callahan, right here, coming in a little bit earlier, right before the holiday uh, weekend coming up in the States. And uh, happy candidate for our Canadian viewers as well. Uh, missed last week because I've been really knee deep in uh, helping people as a certified advisor of service autopilot set up their systems with uh, two day one on one deep dives. Um, but really important, I thought, to get back and answer some of the questions that have been pre submitted for the SA Weekly Talk Show. So what we're going to be talking about today, I'm going to open up my screen and dive into it. But what we're really going to talk about is um, the office workflow. So once Service Autopilot is set up, how do we utilize a standardized workflow? So if you have separate admin or different people working in your office, or maybe you have a manager working in the field and out of the field, how do we create a predictable workflow to make sure the data intake and the call intake from leads and estimates and everything else that goes on in your office is standardized. So what I like to call it is the six to eight screens of success. So what we're going to do is take all the features and functions of service autopilot once it's fully set up and consolidate a standardized workflow for predictable results and um, a process that the business owner and manager doesn't have to babysit. And if the business owner and manager is still working in the office or in the field, that's totally fine. What this is going to do is streamline your process and start to buy some of that time back. So without any further delay, what I'm going to do is open up um, a slide deck here. I had some problems with my second monitor, so it's actually going to have some preview slides on the left. But uh, nonetheless, you will be able to see exactly what I'm talking about and how to actually build this um, system in your business inside Service Autopilot. So uh, I'm really excited to show you this, but basically we're going to talk about to get your Service Autopilot pilot ready for 2021. So a lot of times in the spring season, uh, we have an influx of work. Our offices aren't necessarily set up for success. Uh, we're kind of scrambling to get it going. But right now going in uh, to July is really probably one of the best times to do that because things are going to start to slow down after the holiday season. Um, far as the craziness, let's focus on getting process and systems built in and built uh, with a process before things ramp back up the end of August into September again. And in addition, what we find is most business owners here after the holiday will start to take their foot off the gas pedal, whether it's working on the systems in the business or even in the sales inside the business. So really it's important right now to dial in and really accelerate because bottom line profits are made in Q3 and especially Q4. So rolling into just the beginning of uh, Q3, quarter three, if you're watching this starting in July, this is a prime time to actually dial this in and get this going for yourself. So uh, without any further delay, I'm going to kind of walk through and build this out. So first thing we want to look is what are the key factors for better profits with Service Autopilot in 2021? So we want to be able to create estimates and ensure profits, have jobs with budgeted times that can be tracked for accountability, jobs um, that have job costing and overhead recovery built into them. A process ensures that budgets are being reviewed daily. So we're going to review how we do this in the office. Public accountability and reward your team members based on production and quality. So we not only want a production standard, but a quality standard to go along with it. Having systems that track and report this automatically for you. So one thing that is kind of crazy is we've got all this data coming into the software and it's really um it's really important for us to use, especially if you've got good data in and good data coming out, we need to go in and actually take the time to look at it. Well, um, either later today or on the next SA Weekly, depending on the time constraints here, I will actually show you how to get this out, data out of SA automatically for you to be able to make those financial decisions and be able to see where you're at every day, every week, every month, and at the end of the year. 
And at the end of that, we want to be able to set a process for raising prices with no emotion. So based on the actual job, not just going out haphazardly and raising our prices $5 a visit or a percentage across the board. We want to be able to take that data inside Service Autopilot and be able to raise our prices to the penny on average uh, with no emotion. So those are the things we're going to be talking about. But the main thing we're going to be focusing on today is what is the workflow in the office leading up to these things to create success? And then I'll have another... Um, Probably next week, the SA Weekly Talk Show will go over how do we actually take all this data with the standardized system and automate it and go in and uh, have price raising and things like that. So that's what we're going to be diving into. So what we want to do is standardize our lead intake for predictable and scalable results. So uh, back in the day, we were running all the estimates out of the estimate truck here. So we had a printer, we had a laptop and a Wi-Fi connection. We were running service autopilot literally right out of the truck uh, on the other side of the screen here, you can see uh, this is me actually at a uh, print house where we went out and sent uh, probably about forty to forty-five thousand dollars of direct mail uh, to properties um, that were surrounding our existing client base, as well as every door direct every door direct mailings to all the neighborhoods that we serviced and the surrounding neighborhoods around them. But as we went in and exploded the lead intake and the estimate request, we needed a process. So you can't mail out 40, 40 to $45,000 worth of advertising in 30 to 35 days and um, not have a process in place to handle it. So this is one thing that I learned uh, when I actually went to Service Autopilot's original office from Jonathan Potoshnik, the co-founder of Service Autopilot and of the Lawn Care Millionaire. Well, Jonathan um, helped me kind of develop this process because basically I went to their office before we went really nuts and blew past a million. I wanted to make sure the office and the workflow inside Service Autopilot was set up in such a way that it could handle the load of calls coming in and we could provide a great customer experience externally for our leads and clients as well as internally for our staff and not have them go crazy. So um, after four or five years uh, after meeting with Jonathan, this is the process I refined in my office and we help now other companies do this as well as a certified advisor. But the first place you want to start looking at is, and it seems very simplistic, and if you already have Service Autopilot, this may seem like review, but trust me, this is where the benefit comes in and this is where we go in and train all the new admin that we work with uh, to this process. So this is a very, very important thing, but we should be going into the green plus icon here and adding a lead. So we're always entering a new person into the systems, a lead, not a client. Reason being is we want to be able to go in and be able to see how many people are leads that can become a client and then how many people are a closed out lead that are beyond the point of no return. And then through marketing, we can actually go out and nurture them and then upsell them um, a service when they're ready to buy. But the idea is we need to get their first name and last name in here. If it's a commercial client, we're putting the company's name in here and we're going in and filling out the service address that's going to automatically populate in the billing address. And we want to make sure that we have um, email. And I, I recommend putting all the phone numbers in the cell phone field because it is going to be able to tap into two-way texting natively in the message center as well as automations. Now, if it's not a cell phone, that's okay. Eventually, it may turn into a cell phone because most uh, landlines are going to voice over IP, which acts like a cell phone. 
receive and send text messaging, as well as most landlines are now going to cell phones as well. So that's kind of the main area that we need to take a look at here. Um, one other thing while I'm looking at it, master property. If you have one master property, uh, let's say a management group, you have multiple sub properties below that, you can hit that and all your properties show up. You can assign that to a master property if it's a new property underneath a master property. So the next thing is under the details tab, we always want to go in and take in the account, account type commercial or residential. Even if you do only one or the other residential or commercial, I highly recommend you putting this in here. Reason being, it's great for database segmentation for your marketing. So automating um, residential, commercial, uh, different marketing through automations. You can have different communication versus residential, commercial. And it's also a great place to start to segment your reporting as well. So by clicking this, you can dial into the uh, report center by Logi inside Service Autopilot and really dial into your commercial and residential work as well. So I think that is um, a major thing that we want to take a look at and um, have our team do. So if we go back, first we're filling this in, first name, last name, company name, service address, billing address, email, cell phone. Next tab across the top is details, commercial or residential. And then the third tab is the uh, billing tab. If we wanted to go in here, actually, we need, we skipped one here. So we're down on the bottom. We're going to the third tab, the sales tab source. How do they hear about us? Was it from the every door direct mailing? Was it a referral by a client that already exists? But we want to go in and be able to track how do they hear about us? Once again, we're going into the reports later and saying how many people came from this marketing source, what was the ad spend? And then we're going to be able to figure out what is the conversion ratio. So from lead to client per marketing source, and we're going to get a average client acquisition cost from that. And once again, a client lifetime value. So a Facebook ad may cost you $150 to get a new client. And they may be worth say eight to $10,000 on average where a home advisor ad may cost you $30 to get the client, but they're only worth two to $300 on average. So obviously, the higher cost of acquisition through Facebook is higher, but the client lifetime value is probably going to be better than that, say, home advisor ad. Um, obviously, I'm making this up fictitiously. Each market's different how that's going to run out, but you get the idea. But the cool thing is, if your admin is sticking this in 12 to eight months from now, you're going to have all that data at your fingertips automatically pulled up through a report. And I'll show you some screenshots of those reports. This is how we build a marketing system. Um, so a lot of times we're just haphazardly writing down on a piece of paper uh, in the office. We need to get this in and take it in in a standardized way. I'm going to show you another way to do that with a uh, phone intake form. But we want to tackle those areas. And then the last thing, once they become a client, um, we can take a look at it. But we have billing here, and this is where that's going to be. So we can set when to invoice. So whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, or a custom daily week, say the, the 15th of every month, if that's something you need to do in your business. But this is where we can override the defaults of the system. And then we have office notes as well. So those are the main areas that we're training an admin to for basic workflow that's streamlined. But once again, we're really only working one tab in the system. We're going to consolidate that workflow down to the six to eight screens of success. Now, the next thing is if you're using uh, Pro Plus in Service Autopilot, highly recommended. That's the automations part. It's going to give you the ability to marketing uh, automations and to automate up to five of these reports that we're looking at. And you can have them automatically emailed daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever you want. But that Pro Plus subscription is going to be available to marketing. It's going to give you this A for auto assist, and it's going to give you the ability to uh, automate up to five reports. And the main thing here is that we want to uh, go in under this A for auto assist, and this is a shortcut key. So this is ideal, ideal because we're once we're working this lead or client screen, 
we're not going and hunting and trying to click on a bunch of things to get where we're at. We're going to streamline the workflow. Once again, we're working the same screen and we're going to get that admin trained up as quick as possible. So what I've got is a fillable lead sheet or a phone intake form here. And we click that. And what that's going to do is literally go in. Um, so Debbie Sardone of Cleaning Business Fundamentals, CBF, has allowed us to share this. Uh, but we make this for lawn care and home cleaning companies, pest control. Uh, but this is something that um, I kind of developed when I was using service autopilot, my business, and now that we're helping people set it up is that we really want to create a standardized form. So first name, last name, cell phone. Uh, if they didn't select how they heard about us, we're going to ask about that. Is this a one-time or ongoing service? Uh, are you looking for weekly or biweekly mowing or weekly or biweekly cleaning? Um, have you ever hired a professional before? What's important when hiring a professional? So you get the idea. We're going in and grabbing the information that you need, um, standardized from your admin staff. And basically this can be um, saved in custom fields on the back end and easily located um, on the bottom of the leader client screen. So once again, we'll work in one screen, fully systemized, and it can be delegated for predictable results. We can train somebody within five to 10 minutes how to fill this form out. And then they're getting the information you need each and every time. Next thing is a lot of people, when we work with them, uh, do not have website lead capture. So they may have a WordPress form or something with Wix. Uh, but basically you, what you really need to do, in my opinion, is go into forms and service autopilot um, and go in and create an estimate request form. And that estimate request form is going to be placed on your website. So there's a publish tab and you give these stripped HTML code to your webmaster. They're mobile responsive. They work great. Uh, we have a couple of people up here that have given us uh, permission to share some of the stuff that we've built with them or they're using uh, Garrett Matthews out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, this is a service autopilot form. So you put your first name, last name, some information, what services you're interested in. And then that goes in and segments a short-term nurture and uh, based on the service they're interested in. And it also notifies somebody in your office through a ticket now or a to-do basically to go out and get that estimate done. Other thing I really recommend is tying in your service autopilot forms into your social media and bots. So uh, one of the next shifts for if you saw my essay um, talk virtually last year, we talked about the new shift in buying. So we were talking about on-demand buying with the expansion of COVID and everything being accelerated. So your Ubers, your Netflix, your Amazon, they figured this out. Well, lawn care and home cleaning companies or service businesses can do this as well. So what we're looking at is uh, Rob Treppendale here of Treppendale Landscape has got it dialed in, but Rob has a bot on his social media here. Um, and this is what we've built out for him, but it ties in the service autopilot and automatically syncs all the data in the service autopilot, including property specific pricing. So what we've done is built this bot out. It goes through uh, an API where two softwares can talk. It pulls the information from the square footage of the lawn or the property in to the bot and automatically calculates a price based on Rob's pricing in a price matrix. So once we're, again, we're taking that bot for on-demand buying and syncing it with service autopilot and pumping the lead information in and potentially the new client information where they can sign up automatically through the bot in the SA. So no double entry and we're eliminating that multiple system chaos. Now, it's not only for social media, uh, Rob has entrusted us to actually get this on his website. So we gave him the code and now he has a live bot on a social and his website. So live on demand quoting, signing up, and then it syncs into service autopilot and triggers um, the additional tickets and information that needs to happen with that new job sold over the bot, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and the website. Now, the last thing here is best practice is um, 
an exit pop-up on the website for that bot. So literally when it, you hover to get off that website, maybe go to the, your next competitor, um, this pops up, get an instant quote. And that happens within two to three minutes. But the idea is we want to have all these different entry ports being standardized into service autopilot, no double entry and duplicate checking. So the way we've done this is we've used a V3 form with dupe checking and synced uh, Facebook messenger bots and the estimate request from the website. And we drive them all in the service autopilot for standardized intake where the admin would take over now. Now, next thing is, if you're using this uh, the Messenger platform or even an SA, what we're going to re recommend is SMS, um, text messaging. So we can actually take that bot and still sync it with Service Autopilot, but they don't have to be on your website or social media. They can actually text a, a number um, or use a QR code and actually go through the same automated online uh, on-demand buying estimate through text message. And we can use this on our websites, vehicles, mailers, nine arounds, and door hangers. Um, so this is a great way to create another area of online on-demand buying of estimating and then drive it in the service autopilot with no duplicate or with no with no duplicates, basically it's duplicate checking. And it triggers a ticket or a to-do in the system for someone in the office to make sure it's followed up on it. What should happen happens each and every time. So um, really, really important in my mind when we we train this out and build this out in your office. We've got the website, social media, Instagram, uh, text messaging, and QR codes all now being synced into Service Autopilot. Visual clues. So once again, we don't want a death by a thousand clicks. If we're not training a new admin, they're going to go in and build their own kind of workflow. Well, I recommend kind of using this workflow, and you may tweak it for your office, but this is what we've done with hundreds of people here. Um, and at SA6, when I gave my talk, this is exactly what I was talking about with Chris Fulpe, who um, now works with launch and support. And they're doing an amazing job over there at Service Autopilot. Um, but really, as a certified advisor, I'm trying to come in and, and, and help uh, build a workflow, or at least expose the workflow that uh, we used in my seven-figure business as well. Um, Aaron says, love this. Aaron, thanks for the feedback, brother. Uh, hopefully, this is helpful. So uh, next thing is if the when you're searching here on the magnifying glass, you've got basically four types of people in the system. So you have a lead and that's that little avatar, the person with the red L. Now, what I'm going to recommend is if we lose an estimate and they don't have a service with us, we're going to close that lead out and there would be no avatar. So you've either got a lead or a closed lead. Now we can see them. But when we go into the, this uh, magnifying glass, now we have visual clues. So the other visual clue is this long uh, gray bar here. So we can see that that long gray bar is another visual clue that it's a lead because when they become a client, there's three distinct columns. So once again, we're training visual clues to minimize the clicks and really stay focused on these six to eight screens of success. Now on the left here, you can see this red L that's a lead. There's nothing here. This is a closed lead. The little avatar, the person next to it is a client. And now that avatar with its diagonal slash through it is a canceled client. So now we've created a segmentation for reporting and visual clues where people are at. Now, if someone cancels and they come back and become a client, we can convert that canceled client back into a client, or we can take the closed lead and convert it back into a lead, estimate it, and then eventually hopefully drive them into a client. But these are the different areas for reporting that are really important. So we've set the foundational workflow um, all the way through. Now, action items for success. This can be done in V2 or V3. Both work really well. Uh, we actually use, uh, with Simple Growth as a certified advisor, we use the V3 forms exclusively for website lead capture. 
Um, they've got a couple extra things in there that work, especially duplicate checking. Um, and the code in that can be manipulated uh, a little bit more. Uh, but the main things you're looking at, whether it's V2 or V3, uh, I'm going to stick with V3 here. Um, you want your first name and last name in here. They need to be mapped back right here to first name, last name. The address needs to be mapped back to service address. So when the software sees that information filled in, it maps it back to the particular leader client. Um, other thing that you're going to need to do is we want to maybe create some tags on submit. So if we have some tags, um, basing on what services they want. We want to auto approve create on submit and we want to create and submit the, the uh, lead on submit. So if that auto approve, auto approve create on submit and create on submit is not checked, that form basically will take a snapshot of it and it'll be sitting on the leader client's record. But that data, as far as the custom fields or the variables that you're collecting will not sit on the actual leader client record when we're going down and looking at it. So once again, we want to minimize the clicks and just streamline the process. We've got to have that all hooked up once before we deploy them. And that's going to be also for your phone intake form as well. And so action items for success. Uh, we want to learn about why we're winning and losing these estimates and the reason. So we want to go to the gear icon in the upper right-hand corner, and we're going to go into estimate reasons right here. And these are the estimate reasons. So you can add an estimate reason. So if someone wins an estimate or loses the estimate, like, hey, Mrs. Smith, you don't mind asking, why did you hire us? Or, hey, uh, unfortunately, you're not going with us. But if you don't mind me asking, why are you not going with us? Well, they decided to do themselves. They gave the business to a friend. We were too expensive. We never got back to them in time. What are these issues? So we can start to track and see why we're winning and losing work. There may be some issues that we can dial in once we have some data on it to actually go and improve our customer service and workflow. But if we don't track it, we don't know. Data talks, emotion walks. So the next thing is the cancel service reason. So when people cancel your service, we probably should be um, asking them why they canceled. Uh, a pro tip as we started to scale, obviously you're gonna lose customers um, here and there. It doesn't matter how good your service is, eventually everyone's gonna cancel at some point. Um, so why not put a process in place where that admin or a manager has to get on the phone with them before they can cancel? So there's two reasons why we're doing this. A, we're gonna make sure that that admin or manager is gonna track why they're canceling so we know, and I'm gonna show you some stats here in a bit. Um, the other reason is like you may be able to save that cancellation or churn uh, just by having a simple conversation. It may be something as stupid as the guys or girls aren't blowing off the back patio on a regular basis. And you might just say, hey, listen, let me, let me copy you a free mowing next week. And let's make sure that's taken care of and moving forward. If it happens again, you know, we understand you want to leave, but let, let's try to make it right. Um, but something simple as that may be able to save a cancellation. And if it costs you $100 to $150 to get a new client, it, it's worth maybe giving up a free mowing or part of a mowing to actually fix that problem and get ahead of it. But if you just let people cancel without having a conversation and requiring it, um, my feeling is you're missing out on a lot of opportunity to save cancellations. So why do estimate one and loss cancellations reason? Well, we kind of talked about this before, but we really want to see the trends why people are hiring us and why they're not hiring us and new market trends. So if we weren't tracking these numbers um, and trends, we actually started those online automated bots about five, almost six years ago in my lawn care company. Um, but we started to see a trend that people were buying online and requesting more estimates online. And then with Uber, Netflix, all the other things going on, that's just started to shift. But very similar to Wayne Gretzky, the hockey player, uh, Wayne always wanted to be where the puck was going to be, not where the puck was. 
Um, and that was his key to success because he was looking to the future of the game and where the play was going to go and not where it was at. And he, he, he predicted with great success. Well, I'm going to suggest you do the same, same thing in your business. If you don't track these things, you will have no benchmark to say, Hey, where's the market going and how do I get ahead of it and be an early adopter? And that's been one of the keys to success of my lawn care company and simple growth is we have been, um, really aggressively looking where's the next shift in buying or technology uh, automation is still somewhat new in the service industry believe it or not uh, i'm going on probably nine or ten years at least of automating my lawn care business and that was a huge shift no one in my market knew what we were doing or what the success was coming from um, but it was automations it was automating some of those nine arounds and all the different things we do and talk about but Taking a look at it right now, if you haven't jumped on the automations uh, bandwagon, it's probably a good time to do that with Pro Plus and Service Autopilot because that's where the market is, but it's still early adopters. So there's a lot of time to adopt. Um, but without this data, some of that stuff may not at, might not be as um, powerful. So next thing is action items. We want to add our cancellation reasons. And how we do that is we go to the gear icon. Um, and cancellation reasons here. And we, we go in and put this in here. So standardizing the workflow to create predictable success. Um, so when we go into the gear or the report center, uh, in the report center, there is, and I'll have a screenshot here in a minute, but basically on the left, there's a little icon that looks like a toaster oven. The numbers that we're going to take, start to look at is how many leads were generated? How many of those, how many of those leads were converted into a client? What is the percentage from lead to client? So converting a new prospect into a paying client and cancellations. So churn, how many people canceled and why are they canceling? So that's why those cancellation reasons are important. And what's the average percent of new growth uh, from 20 to 21? And, and let's take a look at it because a lot of us probably at this point just have our heads down and we haven't looked yet. We're just going, going, going. But let's take a half a day or maybe over the holiday weekend and see where we're at compared to last year and where are we growing and where we aren't growing. Uh, so this is right out of one of our sample test accounts, but we had some fictitious data here of 2015 through 2020. So it looks like this test client basically would be, they just started out in 2015, they had 34 leads and 100% of them turned new clients. Probably if this was a real client they or company, they would probably be underpricing and just winning all the work. Not uncommon. Now we bumped up to 101 and we won 96. We're closing 95% of our estimates. Probably same thing. We haven't worked out our pricing and we're probably basing it on market pricing, what we think the market will demand. Where we really need to go is what is our hourly cost to operate with a percentage profit margin built in with a realistic paycheck for the business owner? Um, and then what is it with at least a fair market value of the business owner's expense? So now you kind of probably get a little savvy in 2017. Uh, we're investing some money and now we're at a 57% close ratio. So 57% of the estimates were winning uh, and become clients. So that's probably pretty realistic. So now this happens when an itty bitty company kind of starts moving up. You got 271 estimates basically you put out that year, at least for new leads. Now you double down and your conversion ratio goes down to 51%, but you got 461 leads or prospects. Um, and we're hovering around 50%. That's probably okay. 50 to 65%. Um, some would argue that maybe your prices are too low, but if you're doing this correctly and you automate it and you follow up uh, five or more times, because statistically 80% of all your estimates are closed on five or more communications. And I'm recommending they should be email, text, and phone calls or ringless voicemail bombs. But now we're, we're driving into 2019. We got 869 estimates 
Um, and we've converted at 41%, still not too shabby at that volume. And you're probably doing some really good um, estimating at this point. Now in 2020, fictitiously here, you've got 1100 and you're closing at 35%. Well, probably not too shabby, honestly, at that number. Like we probably want to get a little bit higher, but I, that's very respectful. If this was a real company, I think that that would be, that would be acceptable. Now, the issue here is we're not paying attention to how many people are canceling. So we're running as many people through this basically imaginary funnel right now. And just as many people are starting to drop out and cancel. So all the new clients come in and old clients go out and cancel. So we want to keep an eye of not only the prospects and conversion and new clients, but we want to look at terminations. So it wasn't too bad as we were going here. Um, but then from, something happens here pretty significantly between 2019 and 2020. Like they almost double. Um, so if this was a real company, I would look at this because like we've got some issues here. So let's go into the cancellation report and see why did they cancel? What's going on? Is it maybe people are just moving out of the area that you service and you can't control that? Or right here, um, not happy, 17%. So increase uh, year to year growth. They were growing pretty good here fictitiously. And then wait a minute, we're actually going backwards in 2020. So these are numbers that we need to um, take a look at here. And your cancellation percent was about 30, 17, 38%. Boom, now it jumps up to almost 75%. You've almost doubled the cancellation rate. So this is why setting those up and standardizing the office inflow uh, work intake is really important because as a business owner manager, you really need to see this data. Um, so why do the lead sources matter? And why do we need, what do we need to know? So we need to know how many of those leads come in per source, how many convert into a client. So once again, we need to start as client and convert or start as a lead and convert to a client because those are some of the um, points where the reporting is going to dial in for you. And then we want to know our client acquisition costs. What does it cost to acquire a client per lead source? And then what's the client lifetime value? So the Facebook versus Home Advisor example is basically um, the example. Like I now marketing is going to become fun because if I know I take that forty to forty-five thousand dollars and spread it across my top five or six advertising sources, on average I should get X amount of leads. X amount of those leads should become clients and X amount of them uh, clients should last so long on average and be worth X amount of dollars. So this is uh, the key to getting the data in to run your marketing and sales machine. So how do you access report? I talked about it a little bit earlier. We go into reports up top, report center, and we go to a little toaster icon here. And that is the report that we're pulling out. So uh, once again, out of our test client here, but we've, our, our test account. We pump some data in here. Uh, and this is just another look of the new leads converted and conversion ratio. Um, and then we've got, let's just say Google here, you had 562 leads, uh, 191 of them became clients. You got a conversion ratio of about 34 to 35%. Um, so that is the idea. And we go through all our marketing sources. So we're able to take a look at that data now and go out and put a plan in action for next year or take a look at this year's um, numbers. And uh, I'll show you if I have time here quick at the end, how to actually put this in. Cause I don't think I have a slide of it, but the cool thing is if you've been tracking your lead source, but you haven't been tracking your marketing campaigns um, that will actually allow you to go back retroactively, at least for this year to get that data and get these marketing numbers for you. So you actually have it. So that's um, in my opinion is, is really important here. So let me uh, on my other screen, see if I can open up a test account for service autopilot. Perfect. Okay. So here's one of the simple growth test accounts. 
Uh, but the idea here is that if you go into the gear icon and go into client source, it's not only enough to set up the client source, but what I really recommend is if we had a door hanger campaign per se, right here, we'd add the campaign and we would start in. So let's say we had, we did one in 2018, uh, but let's say we're doing one in July here. We're going to go out for our second round of pruning and bed. Um, we distributed 5,000 uh, of these here and the total expense maybe was 1,200 bucks. 5,000 and our total expense is $1,200. So now we can have multiple marketing campaigns in here uh, but when you assign the door hanger, whatever that is, Facebook ad to the lead source, if it falls within the start and stop date, this is where the client acquisition cost and closing ratio comes based on the, the distribution quantity and the total expense. And if it was an internal upsell, we could actually track that as well. So this is what I'm going to recommend you set up on the back end. So the good news is if you don't have this, you can go back and put this in, refresh the reports and it'll pull the data up for this year. So that's something we've been doing a lot of. Um, so you get the idea here and now going into the cancellations, once again, under that little toaster icon, uh, cancellation count report. Uh, we're going to go in and see how many people are dissatisfied pricing. Are you too expensive um, or how many people moved out of the area? So if you've got um, right here, let's see, sold house, 6% of your client base, six sells their house every year. Well, then, you know, if you want to at least stay even where you're at, we need to replace six to 7% of our client base just to stay even. Now, in big markets, that's pretty common. You can have seven to eight percent of your client base literally just leaving, um, and it's totally out of your control. So that is one of the things we want to take a look at. So that's why we're we're tracking these cancellation or cancellation report reports. And if they were dissatisfied, they lost their job, maybe due to COVID, whatever that is, uh, now we know. So we can go out and scale that business uh, with no emotion. So uh, hopefully that was helpful. Um, we're always here as a certified advisor to help you. And if you have any questions or concerns, feel free to, free to hit us up. Uh, we are still doing audits at sg-audit.com. Uh, but the main idea here is we really want to go in and um, help you grow and scale your business uh, with Service Autopilot and create that predictable workflow inside your office, literally from lead acquisition and tracking all the information. So good data in, good data out, obviously. Uh, the other thing that I find with uh, most softwares that I work with is no data in, no data out. So I want to make sure that we're getting the data we need to make those decisions down the line. Um, and by standardizing it to basically one screen with the auto assist in Pro Plus, that is going to take your administrative staff's learning curve and shrink it down significantly. Um, on the next episode or in two weeks or next week, uh, I'm going to probably go in and dial in the remainder of the workflow for the office. So literally, now that we've won the estimate, what does that workflow look like from stem to stern? So we've really gone over maybe one screen, one and a half screen as far as getting the lead in and converting the client. Now, what does that rest look like to really consolidate that workflow? And I think that's the key to bring a new person in any software, but especially service autopilot. If we can make it predictable and simple with a phone intake form and standardizing information that you need and make it predictable, uh, those are going to be the key to success. So comments, questions, drop below. I want to thank Aaron for hanging out here uh, on the SE Weekly Talk Show. I'll be coming to you live once again uh, around 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 Central uh, with the holiday weekend here. Um, I had one of my meetings uh had to get rebooked. So I wanted to make sure we got in here before things got crazy uh, later in the day, but I'm off to my team call and uh, hoping to see you soon at um, some live conferences and GIE coming up here as well. Um, 
in the future. So as things kind of loosen up, uh, the Simple Growth team and myself uh, will be out and about uh, making our rounds at the uh, hopefully some of the normal conferences um, as they come about. So we'll see you again next week. SA Weekly Talk Show, your host, Mike Callahan. We'll talk to you soon. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.